Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Riddle me this, Riddler. Why is it that when a wife asks a husband to just, you know what, honey, just go ahead and take care of that. Whatever you pick, whatever you choose, it will be fine. And then the husband, I'm not naming anything. I'm not even saying this is an exact example. And then the husband goes ahead and chooses whatever it was that needed to be chosen. And it's not fine. Riddle me that one, Riddlester. Well, tooth, tooth, two-face. Why am I two-faced? The Riddler and Two-Face were in the same episode of Batman. But anyways. Why can't I be Batman then? No. If I have to be a bad guy, you have to be a bad guy. Can I be the butler? They've got a sweet fireplace at the okay. mansion. You're digressing. Anyways, it's within reason, Two-Face. I don't know. Honey, just take care of it. So on that note, I would like to welcome all of you back to Fireproof Your Retirement. It is our hope. It is our goal to change people's lives by showing them how much we don't like each other. By telling people, by helping people with struggles with money to get rid of this wedge that money seems to create. So that's what we're here for because we think we know. I mean, these are struggles we've gone through ourselves. These are things we've witnessed with family and friends. We read about, we research. I mean, I find the behavioral side of finance fascinating. That's because you're a nerd. I don't think that makes me a nerd. I think that makes me curious. An observant, observant, but anyway, so we welcome you all back. I am your host, Michael Markey, with me today, as she willingly is each and every week, my beautiful, ornery, sassy, intelligent, tall, skinny wife, Vanessa Markey. Awesome. Heck of an intro, wasn't it? Yeah. We've got a great show for you guys all today. You couldn't tell by the intro. But we, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite subject. Now, for longtime listeners, you already know what I'm talking about. But for the newbies, that crazy crew up there in Ludington, and the three people still listening on AM, you guys are in for a treat. Because everyone's favorite subject is? Taxes. It's got to be. Come on. It's that time of year. It can be fun, I promise you. We'll put it in ways that make sense, though. You know, what frustrates me about the medical profession, I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, 
I was in a, I was playing baseball and I was in this collision and, um, wrong story, but it was a baseball story. I took a ball to the arm and it broke my arm and the doctor looks at it and he strung together three or four 13 syllable Latin words. And my face just like sunk. And I looked at him like, doc, am I ever going to play baseball again? I didn't know my arm was broken. He made me sound like I had cancer or something. And they do that in the medical profession. They certainly do that here in the financial profession that we put it up at this, you know, stratospheric level. No one gets it. I think sometimes, or at least for a period of time, that was called job security. But the world is changing now. The advisors out there that just talk at you and just tell you everything and you don't get any of it, they're going to get replaced by computers, as they probably should. So we're going to talk about taxes, and it will be fun, I promise. So excited. You got to be. Come on. We're going to talk about why you should be checking your account balances. How often? Every day. No, we agreed on this. Every hour. No. <laughs> no. Every day. Agreed. And if we get time, are we going to bring up the third issue? Maybe. Seems a little controversial. It might be, but it can make sense with finance. But to it, a degree. It's a good analogy. It's a Well, maybe yeah. not an analogy, but it's a good situation to bring up why it's important to always have a plan B. When unexpected things like getting fired from your $20 million contract come up. Exactly. We'll see. Should we give them a hint? I think people may or may not be able to figure that one out based on what's been going on. It rhymes with bat mauer. <laughs> anyway. And no, it's probably not the way you're thinking. You're like, yeah, if you do those things, of course you're going to go broke. That is not the point of that story. But. Back to taxes. Well, we'll start with taxes. So, earlier today, you and I have been talking about this a few times now. There's a pretty good analogy. So with this House tax plan, the Senate tax plan, the Trump tax plan, the, the Bob Corker tax plan, everyone seems to have a tax plan these days. And it, you almost can't even turn on the TV without hearing about so-and-so's tax plan. That's why I don't watch TV anymore. You can hardly turn on the radio without hearing about so-and-so's tax plan. Okay, I do listen to the radio. And it depends on what media source you listen to. It seems to bias it, doesn't it? Absolutely. I was reading an article by CNN, and CNN brought up the fact that a single filer, who so an individual who's making $175,000 a year in income, who takes the standard deduction, their tax, their taxable liability will be reduced by about $5,000. And then, the you know, of course, then the author, oh, this is a travesty. Why would somebody be getting all this money back? They don't need it. Well, they put it in. Well, that, that is, yes. They're not actually getting a freebie. They're just paying less in tax. But the better part to that was that is misleading math. M L M. I'm glad we're abbreviating things now. I don't think we're going to do that. But it's misleading math. Here's why. So we have either standard deductions or itemizing. Now, an itemized, so this is what they call Schedule A. 
The itemized deduction has a number of things. They're talking about taking some of this away. Let's not step into those waters just yet. But one of them right now is the fact that you can deduct, you can if you're itemizing, your mortgage interest, property taxes, and state income tax. Now at 100 now let's use let's use Michigan as an example. We pay four and a quarter state income tax. Regardless of your income or? Correct. Okay. So as an example, and you get a deduct, there's still state level deductions, but let's just give a round number. Let's do that real quick. At four and a quarter percent, that's about $7,000 of state tax. So they're saying, well, at a standard deduction, which is a little over six, this person will be getting money back. They're not taking the standard deduction. There's no way because they're already paying about seven grand in state tax, which supersedes then their standard deduction. Let's say that they have mortgage interest of another, okay. I don't know, it's $150 a month payment, thousand of it, 150 a month. I mean, 1500 a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a low mortgage. But 1500 pretty typical from what I see. That means a thousand of especially at that income level, a thousand of that is going towards interest. Right. So now I've got the seven from the income taxes. I get twelve thousand dollars of interest. I'm at nineteen. And then I can deduct property tax. That's another four. So that's twenty three thousand dollars in deductions that they're getting now. And some of those, based on some of these plans, would be gone. So to say, well, look, they're gonna be getting all this money back. Baloney. You used an erroneous example that wouldn't ever, shouldn't say ever, almost never, hardly, unlikely, seldomly would actually be used to make it, to emphasize it, to magnify it. But that's what TV or the media wants you to hear is their end of the road. So I'm sorry, but CNN doesn't like Trump, so they don't like his tax plan. Fox likes Trump, so they probably like his tax plan, so they might skew it in the other way. I agree with you. There's a lot of skewing. What got me just riled up, though, this was a written article. There should be a high, there, there should be a level of decorum, regardless of what media that we're using. But certainly, when it's written, it's easy to debunk then. And then I guess it comes down to, so, A, <laughs> slow down. Um, there's a lot of give and take from what I can see. I'm not a tax expert. I don't want to be. I don't prepare taxes. I don't want to. But there's a lot of things that you, you we could single file out and go, ah, I can't believe they would do that. And then we can find another one that goes, oh, hey, that kind of offsets that. I got off subject here, but one of the big things that, of this plan that we see is the shift from deductions to credits. Now, why is that a big deal for families? Well, because deductions are kind of like... Um like a coupon mm-hmm. that you get from the store and credits are like a gift card. Right. So if you're in the 25% federal bracket, okay, the coupon would be like a 25% off. Correct. So who benefits more from a 25% off coupon? The person who has their cart full with, you know, not full, just with a couple items or the person that comes in pulling, you know, pushing the one cart and pulling another one just filled to the brim. Subject number two. Easy. You know what's cool about this? What I've found, what you and I have found, is when we do finance, we talk about finance with people, people kind of, their eyes, their eyes, 
they kind of glaze over, don't they? They're like, ah, taxes. People already turned the station. Thank you for those who haven't. Um, but if we take it out of finance, we take the analogy out of finance, it becomes pretty easy to understand. And then we can bring it back in and it makes sense. So when it comes to groceries, if the person with, you know, two carts full, that 25% off is a big deal. Correct. But 25% off with only a few items in your cart. Oh, cool. I mean, I'm still happy for it. I was going to spend three bucks. Now I'm going to spend like 250 Cool. I'm at, thank you, but right. not impactful. Right. So deductions are like, as you just said, the coupon. So deductions favor higher earners. A $4,000 deduction. By the way, that's what you get right now for a kid. So we, it's not a deduction. It's called an exemption, but for whatever. It's whatever. the same thing. Let's not get this too money. So let's take a child. You get a $4,000 exemption on that child. That saves somebody in the 25% tax bracket $1,000 off their taxes. Right. But somebody only in the 15% bracket, which is the what they would say they would argue is the middle class bracket, mm-hmm. that person only saves $600. So deductions benefit higher wage earners, higher brackets. Right. And we're shifting from that in this. We're shifting from deductions and the things you keep hearing right now, the SALT deduction. Now, what is the SALT deduction? To the layman person. Do I get a deduction for buying SALT? (laughs) (laughs) Taxes are not my strong suit, people. (laughs) Exactly. Here's another example of where we do these acronyms where we speak about people's heads. SALT deduction, state and local tax. So right now that $175,000 earner that we talked about just here a minute ago, they get to deduct if they're itemizing, which they are, their state income tax, local taxes if they're paying it, like New York City. That's why it's got such a rift there. By the way, you want to know why they have such a big rift? California, New York. If you keep going, why are they keep pinholing California and New York? Because they charge you a bunch on the state level and the city level, local. They're going to lose those based on these. Salt, state and local tax. So, but those are a deduction. It favors higher earners. Correct. Now they're talking about increasing the credit for children. So we're going to eliminate the $4,000 exemption. No more exemptions. They go, we're going to double the standard deduction. So people go, oh, Mike, you just said deductions favor higher earners. Higher earners are itemizing. Right. So standard deductions being doubled favors lower Lower earners yeah, or middle class. Now, the other thing they're doing there, they're saying they'll take the credit for a child from $1,000 to either $1,600 or $1,000 to $2,000. Now, again, let's take somebody in the 15% tax bracket on a $4,000 exemption, which they get right now per child. That's about $600. Credit is like a gift card, like you said. Right. So now they're giving you a $1,000 gift card rather than a $600 discount. That's better. Correct. So there's a lot of things in here that become confusing and people don't understand, but think of deductions and credits as gift cards and coupons. People spending more want a coupon. People spending less want a gift card. Gift card. Easy. Confusing, but easy. Now it's coming up to the beginning of the year. At the begin at the beginning of the year, you get to choose how much you want, how many exemptions you want. 
how much you want to prepay your taxes. It's a big deal. It's one that a lot of you put on autopilot, but I'm telling you that can be a huge mistake. And we'll cover that when we come back. Let's take a quick break. Retirement today looks much different than it has in the past. Market volatility, low interest rates, and the rising cost of healthcare have left more of a burden on individuals than ever before. But it doesn't have to. New Generation Retirement Planning offers a holistic approach to preparing for your golden years. You are invited to a complimentary Social Security workshop on Saturday, December 9th at 10.30 a.m. to learn how you can utilize this holistic approach to retirement planning. We will be hosting this workshop in Whitehall, Zeeland, Allegan, and Sparta. In Whitehall, it is at the White Lake Community Library. In Zeeland, it is at the Howard Miller Library. In Allegan, it is at the Allegan District Library. And in Sparta, it is at the Sparta Township Library. Once again, these workshops are on Saturday, December 9th at 10.30 a.m. Please go to lfnworkshops.com to register. And welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. We're here to try to change lives with money because money plays too big of a part in too many lives. It drives a wedge in relationships, and it doesn't have to. We've been talking about taxes today. Before the break, we talked about how deductions and credits in this tax code are like coupons and gift cards. It makes it easier. And we said right before the break that we're headed into the beginning of the year and there's an opportunity to change the number of exemptions you have on your pay stub to change the amount of withholding you have for taxes. But most of you will make the mistake of putting it on autopilot. Now, why is that a mistake? Because circumstances change from year to year. So on one example, it could be the fact that maybe you don't have some exemptions. Maybe you have some kids getting out of the house finally. They're 35, it's time. Right. But their little ship has finally sailed, if you will. It's left port. It's reversed out of the slip. And if you still have the same number of exemptions, you might not pay enough into the tax system. And at the end of the year, then you owe. Correct. People don't like that one. No. And a lot of people don't have excess savings. Is there anyone listening that you think that if they're being honest with themselves, they may be actually decent at this, but if they're being honest with themselves, that they would say, you know what? I, I don't need to be a better saver or I wouldn't appreciate if I was a little bit better at saving here and there. Yes. I don't know if I phrased my question right because I don't know really what you mean there. <laughs> Yes, you think there's people listening that are saying, I'm just perfectly fine and I don't care. I'm good at it enough. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think that. I think I don't care who you are because, see, a saver has a different mentality. A saver um, is still sitting there going, boy, you know, I guess I probably there, there, there are times that I maybe go a little too overboard and I wish that I could save a little bit more. Um, and then there's people, probably the ones that say they don't need the help or the ones that really do need the help is from my experience. Anyhow. Anyways. Well, it's important here because one of the pieces that we can do is to reduce your exemptions. Why would we do that? If we made your claim, you know, down to one just for yourself, I think you can even put you it can at do zero. zero. Yeah. What does that mean? You are paying more in so you'll on have, the front end. You'll have more withheld from your check then. Correct. Which means you'll get a larger return. Yeah. Now, 
I believe that anyone out there listening, they're probably going, you know what? Yeah, I could be a little bit better with it. I'm doing okay. I'm meeting my goals. But I, we all could do a little bit better. Now, there was a time where they said, don't ever, you don't want to return, you don't want to refund because you're, you're giving the government, the big bad government, you're giving them a free loan. Well, let's back that math up here for a minute. Throw the flag on the field and say what that really means. Let's say it's $100 a month that you're paying extra. Well, no, no, let's make it fun. Let's make it $300 a month. Ooh. That's fun. More than what you need to. So $3,600. Now, mm-hmm. do you pay that $3,600 in your first paycheck? No. No. You pay it over the course of the year. Correct. So average of $1,800 then, right? Zero at the beginning, $3,600 at the end, $1,800 right in the middle. You with yeah. me? Mm-hmm. How much are you making on a savings account? Like point zero zero one. Let's say that people have actually listened to us <laughs> and they're using an enhanced checking account at a credit union. Maybe three percent. So let's use three. Three percent on that eighteen hundred dollars. That's going to be eighteen thirty. Fifty-four bucks. You gave the government a fifty-four dollar tax-free loan. And is it really even fifty-four? No, because if you get that fifty-four hundred, it goes as interest. It's ten ninety-nine interest. It goes. Then on your return, and then you pay tax on that. So if you're paying 15% federal, four and a quarter state, let's call it five just so it's easy. Ah, there goes 10 bucks of it. So you really gave the government a $44 loan so that you could have that money come back to you at the end of the year. Now, how many people get a $3,600 refund? Quite a few. But the average, I was looking it up earlier. The average is a little less than 2000 Okay. So... When you hear this, well, you're giving them a free loan. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. You're actually, it, it's more beneficial to you than what it is to them. And if you ever, if you ever buy, if, if you're sitting here and you're one of those, I'm going to sound mean here. And I don't mean to, but I do, if that makes any sense. If you're one of these people sitting here and you go, you're saying those things. If you ever buy a scratch off lottery ticket. Or you play that game in the restaurants. What is it where you circle? I see your brother's doing it. It's a, the Kino? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool. Sometimes you get 50 bucks. Yeah, after you spend 60, that's how it works. If you're one of the people buying scratch off, playing Kino, what are some of the other just toss away money? Powerball. Power, Mega millions. Why do you know all these things? I listen to the radio. <laughs> then don't tell me, well, that's just a waste of money. I'm not going to give the government a free loan. I'm not saying that you can't have fun doing those things, but it's contradictory. So I encourage everyone right now, if you would like to be a little bit better at saving, decrease your exemptions to zero on that paycheck. Let me put it a different way. Let's say that the uh, average person listening right now has $3,000 a month of take-home income. Okay. And we go into another 2008. Mm-hmm. And the employer comes by and says, you know what? I'm not going to get rid of anybody. I'm going to take a big pay cut. But to keep this thing going, I need everyone to take a 10% pay cut until things come back. Mm-hmm. Your three grand is now 2700 Let me ask it this way. What bill are you going to be late on next month? Are you going to stop paying your car payment? Probably not. Are you going to stop paying your cell phone? Nope. Are you going to stop buying groceries? Nope. Um, is the house going to go into foreclosure? Nope. So if we, if it was due to circumstance, you had to figure it out having $300 less. Right. You just wouldn't play Kino. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. 
But when I tell you you could have it withheld from your check, then it's, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I can't do it. Yes, you can. You've done it before. Remember 08? Remember 2000? The dot-com bubble? 9-11? The millennial thing, millennium thing when the clocks were going to go to zero and everyone was going to lose every penny they had? You did it then. You can do it now. So get rid of this whole idea of it's a tax-free, it's a loan. No, it's helping you make, it, it's helping you magnify your ability to save because that's a thing that everyone struggles with. Now, you listen to a Dave Ramsey, what does Dave say? He says, don't do that because if you're disciplined enough to put the money aside or have the government hold on it, you could do what else? Put it in a savings account. And then he goes, and then you could have an automatic draft to have that sent to your broker. So you could buy stocks, good growth stock mutual funds. Now, what's and then the stock market tanks and you don't have a savings account. Exactly. You don't have plan B. You got no cash. You got no green money. You got no safe money. And you're skipping safe to go to growth because everything, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, everything always grows. Okay. Until it doesn't. So we got to have plan B. Have safe dollars set aside. And one of the ways to do that is by not pre-spending your refund. We're going to talk about that, plus a few other things when we come back after the break. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back to the last segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. All right. Don't spend your refunds. Don't pre-spend them. It is easy right now to start looking at, we always get X amount back in the refund. So we're going to go a little bit, look at this deal. Look at this savings. Look at this gift. Look at that. Don't do it. A lot of you, number one, if you don't have a problem saving, you, you feel like you're meeting all your goals. Now I'll still say, you could probably do better things with those dollars a month from now. Everything is cheap a month from now. But a lot of you, the people I'm talking to, really, you guys, I'm talking to the ones struggling right now. The ones with credit card debt that they, if you don't remember the last time the credit card balance was zero, I'm talking to you. Yeah. So don't pre-spend your refund. Let it come in. Let it come in and put it in safe dollars. Don't invest it. If you don't have $5,000 in savings and checking, stop it. You need to have a backup plan. And then we looked it up earlier. We got a three paycheck month coming up. When's that? This month. You did say that. Now, according, but you know, I only looked up for 18. Okay, fine. March. March. So you get your tax refund in April, May. Some people get them earlier than that. Even earlier. They are on top of the ball and file right away. And then you get the three paycheck month. If you're sitting here right now and you got a thousand bucks in savings and checking, if you get paid a thousand bucks every two weeks, take home, and you get two grand in your sa- on your refund, we can you can go from 
struggling to five grand and life changes at five grand. It really does. Absolutely. One, of, We're not going to get to our Bat Mauer example today. But one of the things, the last things I want to leave you with this or with you today is check your balances. Check your balances every day. Savings account, checking account, credit cards. Why? Because, you know, I noticed this when we when we come back from vacation. I won't step on the scale for like a week because I already know it's bad. And then I step on it a week later and I'm like, holy cow. And no, I'm not calling myself holy and I'm not calling myself a cow. Kind of though. Look at the number. I'm like, ah! And it's easy to just let it go for a while because I already know it's bad. Have you ever done that? Knowing that, well, I already know the balance of my account's low. I already know that balances on my credit cards are a little bit high. I'm just going to, I'm not going to check them out. Well, I don't want to look at it because I don't want to face reality. Yeah. And I don't think we uh, even necessarily materialize that thought, but it's just, I already know it's bad. I'll be fine. I'll deal with that when I get my tax refund. And then you're playing Keno. On that note. I'd like to thank everybody. Easy on the Kino. I'm just kidding. I, you know what? There, there was a per, I, we don't have time for the story. There's a personal story. For all you that are playing Kino, ignore what I said. Unless you're broken. Anyhow, on that note, I want to thank everyone for joining us again today. It truly is our pleasure. This has been another episode of Fireproof Retirement. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.